Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Second Floor Podcast. I am your co-host, Kenny Buller. And on the show, as you know, we talk about how to survive, how to thrive, and keep the good vibes alive in life and business. Today, I'm super excited to bring to you the one and only founder of Yeg Fitness, TJ Sadler. For those of you who know Yeg Fitness or do not know Yeg Fitness, it is a health and wellness community focused on healthy living and helping you achieve your best self through all aspects of life. We bring on TJ to learn about who he is as a person, the man behind the scenes really, and really get a sense of knowing that TJ is someone who's taken his passion for fitness and has turned it into what Yeg Fitness is today. Something that really strikes me as an amazing overall outlook on life that TJ has is you have the ability to still fuel your passion project on the side and still grow it to however big it is today, such as Yeg Fitness, while you're working a nine to five. And TJ, when he's not building Yek Fitness, he actually works as a full-time teacher. I'm super excited to bring to you the founding father of Yek Fitness. Let's dive in. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here, man. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. I want to I wanna ask you, TJ, I want to start off by actually getting to know the reason why you started Yek Fitness in the first place. Okay. So the story is, we've been doing it about six years now. Um, trying to find fitness activities and things to do in the city. Uh, in general, just trying to find anything to do, especially in the winter time to sort of get out of your house and, and, and become active. Um, a friend of mine was in Miami, goes down there quite often and he invested in a magazine, a uh, sort of a lifestyle nightlife type magazine. And he came back to Edmonton and saying, you know, there's nothing really, it's nothing like that in the city. And I was like, you know, there's, there's Avenue magazine and wear magazine and those things. It's, it's not something that, you know, we're going to compete with. It's like Edmonton has that nightlife kind of thing, but not as big as Miami. So, you know, how are we going to do that here? And we were both into fitness. We were both kind of at points in our career, me being a teacher, he's a, a fire and safety uh, gas guy mm-hmm. and uh, you know, lots of money in that industry, but just not, not a passion, I guess. So we're like, you know, what can we do as a, as a fun thing to sort of correspond with, with what we're doing to, to pay the bills, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, um, we both started talking about fitness. I had a bit of a computer background. So I mean, website design, social media was just kind of barely, barely starting. I think there was, I mean, Facebook, obviously and Twitter, no Instagram yet, no Snapchat, none of that stuff. So we started talking about fitness. We're like, you know, we like to go out and we like to get active, but we don't know what's out there, right? Unless you drive by a yoga studio or you drive by, I mean, spin hadn't even really started in Edmonton yet, but unless you drive by, you have no idea about classes or, or what's going on if you're, yeah. if you're into fitness. So we're like, why don't we, why don't we make a hub where people could come to, to, to learn a little bit more about fitness, but then also connect with the people in the community that are, that are doing great things. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's how we started it on, on website and social media, just kind of, you know, very grassroots, uh, talking to studio owners, getting into the studios and doing workouts with them, inviting eventually once we built a bit of a, a bit of a base, a readership, you know, inviting our readers to come out and check these different studios out. Yeah. And then it kind of just grew from there, you know, going from a website and Twitter to a digital magazine after about, I think it was about a year and a half, maybe two years into it did mm-hmm. a digital magazine yeah. and then just to diversify the portfolio a little bit yeah right? yeah you know like with the the digital part um we knew if we wanted to to continue to make it bigger we were going to have to get away get get away from just doing website yeah. and it's kind of funny how it worked out like in hindsight funny how it worked out because we did the digital magazine we went to um november project if you're familiar with those guys mm-hmm. we uh they work out monday wednesday fridays during these cold snaps they were still probably i'm sure working out outdoors. outside oh yeah wow. all year round uh 6 a.m workouts and we were doing a um uh, training camp challenge so nhl was getting back in and i just reached out on twitter to like taylor hall was here at the time and uh, it's like three or four Oilers and, uh, Andrew Ference reached mm-hmm. out to him and he was the only guy who got back to me 
and said, yeah, hey, come and come for a workout. November Project had just started. I think they'd only done maybe three or four workouts before. He's like, come for a workout and then we'll we'll have an interview. And so, you know, came out for a workout, 6 a.m., just started chatting a little bit and mentioned to him about doing a magazine. And he's very environmental. I think he he runs, I think he does that now for the NHL. He kind of focuses on making the the stadiums more environmentally friendly. I think that's something what his, what his okay. new role is. Yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, why don't you try doing a, a digital magazine instead of a print magazine, mm -hmm. right? No, no paper, no wastage. So we did that and that got us a little bit more exposure because now people could see a full yeah. magazine. Right we started doing more events, exactly. And uh, and knew though still, you know, it's still digital. We're like, we're going to have to put something kind of bigger together eventually and and do the print edition. So yeah. we get that, I guess, greater, greater audience. No, so. that's great. It's great to hear even now in 2020 that as much as you guys started, because you guys, did you guys start in the digital yeah. landscape, then you went print? Yeah. It's funny how, you know, with my background, when I worked at Edmonton Journal, they yep. were talking constantly about, we need to switch from digital. print to digital, right? Which yep. is what they did. Yep. And I want to know, do you have an idea of how many numbers of people are actually reading the print so you guys can continue to see that it's worth putting out there? And I mean, pr print is always, it's always tough. I always say when we, you know, when we talk to a partner who we're going to be working with, an ad advertiser or whatever, and they ask us for numbers, print-based numbers, I was like, anybody who tells you that, you know, that... They have a readership of X number of print. That's a number right out of their head. They're bullshitting you. <laughs> if they are, they're bullshitting you. Because they're factoring in the one magazine that's, right. that's at a hospital and that's that could what, be read by a hundred yep, people, yep. right? I think, you know, we use, what is the industry standard is something like 5.2. So, you know, we have, we have our print production and then we'll multiply that by 5.2. Yeah, but that's wow. just a, it's a bullshit number. It's yeah. just a, a statistic that every magazine uses. Mm -hmm. Your magazine, that copy could get, you know, if it's in a physiotherapy clinic, could get read by 200 people. Yeah. Or it could be just a one time and it's, it's so tossed true. in the recycle. Phone's dead and you're left to read it. Yeah, yeah. However, you know what though? I can appreciate the awareness strategy behind it, right? Yeah. Like I like how honest you're being. Yeah. Because the reality is you're not just doing that. That's right. Right? It's supplementing yep. everything else that's already available online. And that's what we've tried to do. When, you know, when we do talk to people about working with us in the magazine, it's like, look, here's, here's the print magazine. This gets you in front or this gets your brand in front of people who are still using that traditional means. Yeah. Here's what we're doing in addition to it. Exactly. You know, you're putting on an event. We're going to help promote that event. You yeah. know, want to get uh, some exposure on social media to our audience on social media. That's that's something that that we do to help, yeah. you know, help Different raise some awareness and with your brand. Yeah. yeah. And still trying to become, I mean, everything's changing, what, maybe not daily, but monthly, quarterly yeah. with social media. I mean, I still don't understand TikTok and yeah. I still don't use Snapchat. Should we go on TikTok? Should we not? Right, right? right. And we get that question from people we're working with if they're if they're new to fitness, like just starting out their their own brand. It's like, well, just what imagine we do? that's the thing with the fact that there's that music element yeah. to TikTok. Yeah. I could see that really working for you guys. Yeah. yeah, you know, someone just maybe doing some sort of uh, aerobics class yeah. and they whip out their TikTok and there's music in the background, yeah. right? Like the ideas are there around right. fitness. And I mean, I'm I'm a 46 year old guy. Instagram when that first started, I. I just, I had no idea. It just didn't make any sense to me. And my yeah. daughter at the time was 16 and she kind of got me into, into using Instagram. But yeah. I mean, I think it's important for any brand to, and we were talking about this before, but to uh, kind of keep with the times, but also think, think how things are going to progress going forward. And yeah. if you're, I mean, if we had stayed with Twitter, no offense to Twitter. I mean, we use Twitter to put out our articles and I use Twitter to, to see what kind of crap Donald Trump is is talking about today. That's all I really use it for is, mm -hmm. is for news. Yep. If we had stuck with that, who knows if we'd still be yeah. you know, where we are today. It's really good to diversify, right? And I, I want to kind of transition that into how well you guys diversify so many different opportunities to stay fit yeah right i want to i want to pick your brain on obviously you initially realizing that it's important to showcase other ways of, of of showcasing fitness but what would you say like along the way what was maybe one fitness let's say outlet or, or anything related to fitness that you worked with or someone you showcased that really represented yeg fitness or it really drew a lot of attention towards edmonton being a great hub for yep. people to to get fit in the first place in yep. a unique way 
Yeah, you know what? And, I'll, and I'll, I'll give them a plug here because they were one of the first people we did work with was Spin Unity out in Sherwood Park. Sweet. And uh, Jordan and Jeff with Spin Unity had like such a, a connection of community and wanting to wanting to do things in the community and work with other trainers, work with other studios like a yoga studio or something. And I think at the time, and maybe this was even more so pre- more prevalent in the past, was like each studio wanted to do everything on their own. You know, they didn't want to collaborate with other studios yeah. because I felt like if they're your yoga studio and we work with a, I don't know, a, a personal trainer, then they're going to steal our ideas. They're going to steal our business. They treat everyone like competition. Right. And you know, that, that now the saying is, what is a collaboration over competition? You have to, you, I mean, you still have to take care of your own. You've, man, you got a studio. I, I wouldn't even want to guess what the expenses are monthly for a studio running a big space, yeah. staffing it. You know, exactly. So you got to take care of your own and make sure you're doing good things. But I, I think there's that opportunity to, to collaborate and work yeah. together. And that's something that they did from our first, you know, our first conversations yeah. was they were all about community and working on developing those connections. So that really sat well with me. Yeah. And it was like, you know, how can we, how can we bring all of the fitness community together? together? Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been a, it's definitely been a struggle trying to convince people that, you know, we can be better together as a community in the city yeah. and you can still make your business profitable by collaborating and, and doing some work together. Yeah, because I that's a good point, TJ. I find there's a lot of element of cross-training that could come into play. And whether we go on the topic right now of the people or the actual fitness center, I want to first kind of talk about the fitness centers because a place like Spin Unity, you were saying, yeah. those are the type of people who aren't even doing it for the money, yeah. right? Like I bet all walks of life you come across who run these fitness centers or at least are ambassadors of the place, they're not there to make a million dollars, Very few, right? Are. Like, you know, a lot of people, they go into law, they go into being a doctor, have a passion for it, but they're also like, you know what? There's money here. Yeah. Any person I've met, like a like a jujitsu coach or or someone who's the founder maker of uh, a fitness facility, yeah. they are just drowning in debt in the beginning. Yeah. And also they don't mind because every day they're so happy just yeah. now doing what they love yeah. 24-7, right? We were out watching the fights last night and the McGregor fights and cowboy Cerrone. That was nuts. Yeah, it was great. Well, it wasn't a great fight. It 40 seconds later. Fight, but my guy won, so I was okay. Um, but I was talking with, a, there was another guy sitting at the table and a Jamaican guy, and he's wanting to start a, uh, was it a jerk chicken um, uh, food truck? Nice. And, you know, we're basically saying the same thing to him. It was like, I, I love what I do with Yeg Fitness. I don't, like, it's work, and I work a lot, lot doing it, but I don't find it, I don't find it work. Mm-hmm. And I think there's that saying again, like something to do with, you know, if, if, if you enjoy your job, if you enjoy the job or you enjoy the work that you're doing, it's, it doesn't really, it's not really work. Yeah. Right. So I was saying that to him, he has a job that pays him a lot of money working up North. He doesn't like it, but, uh, the amount of money that he would make doing the jerk chicken truck is who knows, mm-hmm. right? It's a risk. Yeah, not a huge overhead because it would have been a you know a, a food truck, so not as big as a restaurant. But you're right; it's a risk. You're giving up your your job that pays the bills. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes at the end of the day, it's you know, do we do we need to have? Hey, I I have two Audis and I love my cars and I like nice things too. But yeah. at the end of the day, do do we really need all of those things? Yeah. Or could we cut it back a little bit and maybe do things that we? that we enjoy. No, it's so true. If you could wake up every day doing what you love and maybe you're now uh, having to take the the, the cut and driving a lesser fancier vehicle, would you do it? Yeah. Right. And a lot of people, they, they have trouble answering that. Right. But I I find it's because we live in a world where a lot of people now can't help, but want to be materialistic, right? Like earlier we were talking about, do you, do you, do you feel like you want to feel good or do you want to look good yeah right and i find with what yeg fitness is doing is you guys are on the forefront of hey you know what we're not trying to make people and then capture them as as though they're sexy in fitness we're, yeah. we're trying to show them as hey this is what fitness does for them this is how it makes them feel good yep. right and i want to kind of pick your brain about you know in making that decision was that very was that apparent for you guys was that yeah. kind of a decision you guys needed to yeah. make first thing we first thing we did um I mentioned my, my daughter with, at the time, my daughter's 16, she's 21 now. And, uh, you know, that, especially that age group and, and that sex gets bombarded with, 
I don't know, negative body image, sort of stereotypical, what I should look like, how I should look in order to get a guy, you have to look this way or that in order to feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to weigh this much or whatever, have to have this, you know, flawless body, et cetera. And I think, I mean, in again, 46 year old guy, when I was growing up, it was very similar, right? I was a skinny, tall, skinny guy. Like when I was in high school, it was sort of the reverse for us where you needed to be very, you know, needed to be muscular. If you didn't have that physique, you weren't going to, I don't know, you weren't going to be a model. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's weird how things have switched now because that body style for guys has kind of changed. Models are all, all leaned out. But when we, when I first started it out, I wanted it to be more about, about wellness and get rid of that, that stereotype that you need to look a certain way and in order to be happy with yourself. Yeah. Right. And it's definitely, I mean, it's still there, but I think you see a lot more of it on TV. You see a lot of commercials now where, I mean, you get influencers and you have ambassadors for fitness and wellness that are, you know, considered, I guess, plus size models. At least that's the, the, the term that was, was you, that was used in the past. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they still use that term today, but I mean, would be considered plus size 10 years ago and never would have got a Nike contract or, you know, never would have been an ambassador for a fitness brand. Yeah. So that's, that's nice to see that that's, that's come about. We always made it with the magazine to focus less about aesthetic and more about, about health and wellness. So, um, uh, cover models, like I said to you earlier, we've never, we've never featured a model with, with her boobs out yeah. in a bikini. We'll never do that. That's not what you guys are trying to. And, and Hey, like if, if you're in, if you're into becoming a fitness model and that's what you, that's your thing. I mean, Hey, that's, that's for you. Yeah. We're not going to judge you for it. It's, it's not something that, that we're going to promote, I guess, on our magazine. We have had fitness compet- fitness competitor on the cover of our magazine. I think it was our second one. And back then, six years ago, man, the comments that we, that we got and oh. running a brand on social media, you got to be careful with, with what you say too. Yeah. We get people say like, she was very athletic, very muscular. Yeah. Um, she was clothed, but yeah. still very muscular. And we get the comments about, you know, that's not, that's not womanly. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. What's the though. difference with yeah. what you just said right there? Now they're, they're pigeonholing themselves towards, oh, you have to look a certain way to yeah. be on the cover of Yag right. Fitness, right? It's yeah. like, no, you don't. Did you read her story? Do you know her you life? No idea. You... No idea how hard this woman trains. Yeah. Oh, she must have been taking steroids. Well, no, she wasn't, right? Yeah. She, she'd be at the gym two, three days a week, two, three times a day. Yeah. She's eating, you know, she's eating that sort of typical bodybuilder yeah. type diet and she finds enjoyment yeah. in that. So but why that's, is that wrong? See, that's what I love about what you guys are doing though, is you can show a very well-known athlete or maybe someone who... Who knows? They only have 200 followers on Instagram, yeah. but then you hear their story. You have someone say, Hey, TJ, you guys got to, you guys got to hear this person yeah. out. And you realize why they're involved in that particular fitness realm. You realize some of the insecurities that they have with yeah. them, right? I mean, there's a lot of people in the martial arts world who uh, are confident, amazing people. Yeah. But then when you hear their story and you're like, makes sense why you like to kind of put your body and put your, you know, life on the line in a way. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they're, they're just wired differently, but it's based off of all the things they went through in their life. That's right. That led them to that. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's really neat to see how, you, you know, when I, when I read some of your guys' articles, you guys aren't afraid to actually like get to know the person. Yeah. It's not just wishy-washy and just right on the surface. You guys get deep with I, some I, individuals. I hope that, I hope people see it that way. I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind pushing the boundaries you know, yeah. we, we have people who write articles for us and, you know, we'll have a theme for the magazine and I'll approach people to, to write for us. They're the experts in those areas. And, you know, I'll often get the question, you know, certain things I shouldn't talk about, should talk about. It's like, Hey, you're the, you're the expert in this area. Yeah. Right? The only, the only thing we won't push is something that's, you know, not scientifically found mm-hmm. and something that's, you know, discriminatory, whether it's yeah. to race, sex, whatever, gender, I mean, our, our March edition, May edition has always been our pride edition since the very first magazine. Nice. We've always been big supporters of LGBTQ yep. community. That's fantastic. And that, I mean, trying to, trying to get people from that community into fitness has always been, has always been difficult because really? feel, well, a, a gay man joining a hockey league, oh, okay. you stand out like a sore thumb, right? Yeah. In the past. So you wouldn't want to play hockey or you'd hide your sexuality, right? Yeah. Coming into that, into that sport. So we've stuff. been about now, you know, trying to, 
trying to get inclusivity more, right? Not just dealing with your body shape or your, your fitness ability, but just accept everybody. Yeah. Right. Everybody's trying to get fit and healthy. Yeah. So that's, we just did a thing with, um, a local hockey, um, hockey group and it's all LGBTQ athletes. Awesome. Right. So they've created their own sort of hockey yeah, league yeah. right? so that everybody feels comfortable. Yeah. There's another trainer in the city who does, who does something similar and it's all to, to bring in LGBTQ, um, people who are interested in fitness, but don't feel comfortable going to the gym because they feel like they're going to be judged. They don't want to feel like an outcast. No, right? nobody does. Right. My wife hates going to the gym because she feels like she walks into the gym and like, no offense, but like, bunch of meatheads in the gym and everybody's <laughs> yeah. dudes just right? staring at you and up and down. You're like, in a weird position trying to do, it can be intimidating. You know, Good life openers. at 6 PM yeah. on January, mid January of new year's, yeah. you go in there, it can be intimidating yeah. for some people. So she hates it. So I wow. mean, she, she won't go, she won't go as often as she probably would like to because of that. Right. Yeah. But you know, again, we talked about before, it's about finding what, what works for you. She loves Pilates and there isn't that, yeah. sort of that same kind of judgment in Pilates as there is maybe at, at a, not even necessarily a big box gym, but just, you know, certain gyms have that, that culture, yeah. right. Of I have to look a certain way or got to flex in the Definitely. mirror in between sets or whatever. And it's just, it's people's perceptions, right? Like I, I get this a lot from friends who are like, oh man, it's so cool. You do jujitsu. I just, it's it just sucks. I'm too late to join, man. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean too late? I was like, man, we have people in their 50s and their 60s yeah, doing jujitsu. But then again, I have to ask them, like, what do you think our gym is like? Like, I just want to get an idea. Yeah. If you were to walk in right now, what do you what, what do you see in your mind? And it always comes down to a lot of people go, oh, intimidating, yeah. fighters. Yeah. I'm like, no, I mean, that's the last thing on earth that happens. Yeah. Like, you walk into a jujitsu facility or any martial arts gym for the most part, very friendly environment, yeah. right? And uh, I want to know with from your opinion, TJ, what would be like your advice you give someone? Uh, you know, from, from you being very passionate and very um, educated in this expertise, what would you tell them if they are listening to this and they're like, oh, you know what? Like I'm, I'm motivated to go be fit somewhere. Yeah. What would you want them to do? If they don't know if maybe they tried the one workout yeah. at good life and then maybe they thought that was everything related to yeah. fitness and they didn't like it and they quit. Yeah. What would you encourage them? I to would do? say mix it up, like try different things. Yeah. You're not going to, I mean, It'd be like if you walked into school and I don't know, your your first day in school, you had math, right? And you just didn't jive with you at all. You didn't get math. And then you thought school was just math. Yeah. Right? right? And then <laughs> exactly. you, that sets you up your next class. You're going to hate it because you're just, you're going to walk into the next class thinking it's going to suck because yeah. it's math again. And no one wants to do math for five hours a day. That's right. For right. Sure. <laughs> so, but you walk into your next class and it's whatever, it's, it's art. And it's like, yeah. oh my God. I love this. This is amazing. And then your next class, well, it's social studies or something and you kind of like it. Right. But I mean, you mix it up a little bit, but the point is to keep, to keep trying and keep doing some different things. I think the other thing too, for a lot of people is to have, you know, have the, a buddy, right? Yeah. Go for your first work. Go find a group of friends, get a, get a little culture going. Yeah. I see, I've seen a lot of that um, popping up on social media. There's, um, uh, there's a brand Dr. Farah had started. It's, I think it's just, uh, what the heck is it? Community sweat or something like that. We've okay. done gig fit community sweats at different studios awesome. each yeah. month. Yeah. But she's done that to try to get people. They basically say, Hey, I'm going to this place, this place, this place this week. Who wants to join? That's sweet. You know, there's an app that's actually starting up in the city. That's, that's the same thing. So you can oh, join. Oh, I heard. App. Yeah. And, and it, it gives you like a free trial to absolutely yep. all these different types of yeah. places you go to. And it right? tells you like people who have, other people who have joined the, who are in the app can think how it's working is how the other people who have joined, um, they put in like their favorite activities and then yeah. you can find a friend that it's almost That's like cool. social media, like with Facebook yeah, dating, but, fitness kind related. Of, but it's fitness related. I Just so you can that. find a group of people who like doing the same thing as you. It's like you're gamifying the experience in a way, right? Yeah. You, you have to make it fun. And then you, if you're able to going again, back to community and collaborating with yeah. others, you're, you're way more accountable and, oh, yeah. and you're way more likely to show up, yeah. right? Like the amount of times um, I've had people who said, you know what, man, I would not have even bothered to join jujitsu yeah. or even rather come to a class if it weren't for someone like you or someone to just say, hey, meet you there, 6.30, yeah. see you then, yeah. right? 
or just friends that need that extra push. That's right. Right. They would never go to the gym unless you drag them out and have you have them go with you. Right. And I mean, I'm sure there's, there's, there's definitely some gyms that'll be like that, you know, boxing studios and not even boxing studios. There's a commercial on right now where, what is it? It's like the spin studio or something. And I think they're trying to make fun of another larger uh, corporate brand who puts the people's names up on the screen and they're, they're in competition with each other and they're sort of making making fun a little bit of that. Is that that, that power cycle they're doing? Well, like, you know that new power cycle with the screen in front of them and they then they're that, running on that one? It's like, I know what Orange Orange Theory does that. I, mm-hmm. know, I think it's um, um, Cycle Bar does that. There's a few different studios who have it. Yeah. So, I mean, for some people, they might not like that. I know with Cycle Bar, I'm not sure about Orange Theory, but yeah. you don't have to put your name up on the board if you don't like to. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah. I want that competition competition because yeah. if I'm, if I've got three of my friends in, I want to beat the three, exactly. the three friends. I might not be able to, you know, beat the spin, that, that spin person school. who's there 50 times <laughs> yeah. a, a month, well, 50 times a month, 50 times, a hundred times They're the black belt in spinning. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to beat them necessarily, but I want to beat those other, those other people. But that yeah. works for me because I like a little bit of competition. Yeah. Other people might just be there to, to get their bodies moving and that would be, you know, threatening for them to see their name at the bottom and def- deflating for them Definitely. to see their name at the bottom all the time. But I think it's, you know, you got to find the place that's, that's going to work, work best for you. Yeah. And I think too, it puts a lot of onus on businesses to, to create a, a culture that's going to be inviting instead of a culture, the old days of, of fitness studios, the old days of the gym where, you know, you would walk into the gym and it would just be, you know, a bunch of, big yeah. guys in the corner and yeah. you'd be that one guy just starting out yeah. and they weren't going to help you. I think you don't see that as often anymore. I'm starting to see actually, yeah, a lot of places doing a really good job of it. Shockingly, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll reach out, uh, shout out to Evolve Gym yeah. for doing so, especially the one downtown, yeah. another one archetype, yeah. right? These are facilities now where they're not just catered to one no. demographic. You've got power lifters going in there and yep. then you got people who want to go in there for physio yep. then you have people who want to do the uh hit class yep. high interval intensity training yep. then you got the yoga class like it's just amazing to start seeing you know these founders who are obviously taking a vested interest and in, and in being like okay well as niche as we want to be let's scratch that out yeah how can we get all of edmonton in yeah. here like i know right? simon with archetype it's uh I can't remember what his saying is or what his phrase is for it but it's like being like a function being functional fitness and sort of like this, um, we're all athletes, like maybe not athletes where you're competing at the Olympics or even for like, I don't know, provincial games or something like that, yeah. but trying to do things to, we're all somewhat athletic, Big time. right? And we're all, we all have an ability that we can achieve. It doesn't need to be the same for everybody, yeah. right? But that, that idea of functional fitness so that when I'm, when I'm in my 60s and I have grandkids, you're healthy. I'm still going to be healthy enough to to pick up my kids, yeah. pick up my grandkids and, and play soccer with them. And that's what it should be about. I think so. Right? Yeah. And I mean, that's very different from, from my upbringing. I have so many, so many injuries, you know, elbows, arthritis, lower back, knees, everything wow. as I've gotten older. And I've, I've really changed myself, mm-hmm. my workouts to, to tailor to how that. you, yeah. To reflect less about aesthetics. Like everybody still wants, you know, you want to look good in, Otherwise, Weight Watchers and those kinds of places wouldn't exist, yeah. right? Everybody still likes to look good in a dress or a t-shirt or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I think as maybe as you get a little bit older, you start to to realize, you know, I have this, this I don't give a fuck what, what people think anymore about yeah. me. I still want to look good for myself and I want to be healthy for myself. Yeah. So, I mean, doing squats, I can't do them anymore because it hurts my back. Yeah. So what am I going to do instead? Because I still want to have a strong core. I still want to have strong legs, but I don't want to injure myself and then not be able to exercise for six weeks because I can't tie my shoelaces. Yeah. Right. You see that thinking though, right there, TJ is the thinking of an athlete, right? And it goes back to your point about how everyone's an athlete. Everyone should think this way in, in life, in, yeah. in working out in business, right? Yeah. If, if we can no longer go one direction, well, what are we going to supplement it yeah. with? Yeah. Right. And that's a very unique mentality. Even moments of mine when I remember in high school, I had to quit my third year of wrestling. Yeah. And this was, you know, grade 12, going into college, you know, ho- hoping to land a scholarship. scholarship. And I had to quit halfway through before we went into provincials. Yeah. It was just because my back gave out. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to cry in my bed and sit there and, and, and just be sad about it, I realized that, okay, well, you know what? What is this an opportunity to do now? Yeah. 
It's an opportunity to rest my body. Yeah. Like I, it just, I was 17. I went on overdrive yeah. training three, four hours a day, you know, after, after wrestling, going to the MMA gym after that sleeping, repeat, doing it all over again with yeah. school. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to try yoga. Yeah. And at that time I had like this yoga binge yeah. and I got more flexible. Yeah. I became way more relaxed. Yeah. Right. But it was just, again, it's, it's tapping into that mindset to realize that, Hey, if I can't do something, I can't. Yeah. So be it. And I think getting right. your head around trying something different. Like we get so focused on doing the same thing over and over. That's where most of my injuries have come from. All the repetitive, repetitive injuries, yeah. right? You do bench press, you do arm curls, you do tricep extensions, right? Yeah. And just that repetitive injury or repetitive motions Making it worse. leads to injuries over time. Yeah. So like, but, but that's the way I thought fitness had to be. I thought I needed to do chest and tries, back and buys, shoulders, and legs, right? And yeah, that's, that was your definition of what being fit looked like. For 15 years, probably, that's what I did as fitness. Why would I go to a yoga class, yeah, right? Wow. That doesn't fit. Yoga's, yoga has no benefit to me mm-hmm. getting the physique that I wanted to I wanted to have. Like at my biggest, I was about 210 pounds. I was an old diver, like platform springboard diver. Oh, nice. So I had that kind of, that kind of physique yeah. sort of growing up. Yeah. And I mean, being skinny as a little kid, and then when I got into athletics, getting into that, you know, having that sort of body style. And that's what I thought I had to be in order to, to be fit. Yeah. Right. But in order to do that, I needed to follow this regimented, I don't know, workout of doing these, these same repetitive activities. Yeah. And now when I talk to my students in the gym, it's like, guys, you play hockey or goalie, you're 16. Have you tried yoga yet? Yeah. No. It's like, why have you not? Yeah. It's like, well, it's all, it's all women that are at yoga. (laughs) <laughs> like, okay like hey first Classic of all 16 year old first of all 16 year old kid why wouldn't you want to go to yoga <laughs> yeah, exactly. then if you think that it's all women <laughs> that's what right? i was thinking if, if you're straight single you know straight 16 year old yeah. kid then go hey, get your not? ass out there buddy <laughs> but i'm like i'm telling you from old guy with experience and i know that my my parents would have said this older people would have said this to me when when i was your age totally. and I'm like whatever dude right i'm not yeah. gonna do that i'm gonna do things to make my arms bigger or yeah. whatever it's like, you're going to become... These get chicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they point you're, to their biceps. You're going to become an athlete like 10 times what you are right now if you incorporate some of these other things, yep. right? Even Gretzky would say, you know, trying to become a, a multi-sport athlete, yeah. how important that is for, for young kids today, right? My daughter played volleyball and that was it. She didn't like basketball. She didn't like playing other sports. She really excelled at volleyball, oh, okay. but she over basically overdid it because that's the only sport that that gave her any kind of, I don't know, any kind of passion. Okay, that's fair. Well, out of curiosity then, I mean, that makes that makes me want to ask, and this is going to really tap into the father figure of, of yourself in your life, right? For, for, for those listening to this who are obviously people who have kids or, or they are kids yeah. um, or they're anything in between, do you suggest that when your kid's maybe six, seven, eight years old and they're young or whatever age, do you think at that age it's important to show them all different types of fitness? Yeah. Or are you kind of like, you know what, put them in soccer first. Let's have them train <laughs> soccer four or five times a week. Let's see if they like it. If not, scratch it out onto the next thing. Like what is what is a healthy balance of showcasing fitness to a kid? And I think there's, I think people are going to say there's going to be both sides, right? Yeah. You don't want to, I'm, I'm a proponent of letting, letting your kids do what they like to do. I mean, obviously if they're playing, a kid, if they're given their, their device, they're going to stay on their device all day yeah right playing games or watching youtube videos that becomes their sport which is sad exactly exactly and i mean we're facing that that's going to be the next epidemic right and it's i mean it's already starting to see in diabetes with 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 young kids you're seeing obesity with young kids because they're not as active right Mm -hmm. my generation saturday morning had your cartoons on until nine o'clock and that was it and then you went outside you came home after school you played street hockey till the Till the streetlights yep. came on. You're right? active. You were, were outside playing. You were outside playing, right? and and there's less of that. So I mean, I think there's I think there's benefits to both. Like you see a lot of parents nowadays, and I mean we've we've been guilty of this ourselves of having our kids involved in too many things. Oh, okay. Right. So you have, I don't know, you're done school at three thirty. You're home by four. You have a bite, and then you're off to practice, and then after practice in the car you're doing homework because you have oh. guitar lessons and then you come you're home by 8 30 and it's time to get ready for bed and you've you know your your dinner was mcdonald's or something right yeah. because you've got so many things going on yeah so i think 
for for me personally, and I mean, I, th I think it's going to be different for different people. I think it's important to have uh, some flexibility, right? Um, get your kids to try out different things. Yeah. Like we've been fortunate enough to, my wife and I both being teachers, to be able to travel. So we take our kids most places we go. I mean, we That's still awesome. do our, you know, husband and wife thing where we'll totally. go off and do our own trips together. But, yeah. you know, our, our kids have experienced the world more than I experienced That's as awesome. a kid growing up age. and, and seeing, you know, different types of, different types of activities, different, yeah. you know, we've taken them out to different fitness, um, fitness activities, you know, trying a spin class or, yeah. you know, my son who, who prefers, you know, individual sports, he likes his long distance running. But yeah. still take them to a volleyball game or I take them that. to a basketball game. They're gonna appreciate to it. so much. It's like it's almost like you got the, the the kids who travel, which I'm sure you guys do it as well, where you, you let them dabble in a little bit of culture, yeah. a little yep. bit of experience. Now you're doing it just in the sports world, yeah, in the in the fitness world, yeah. Of of you know you're gonna one day probably have your son talking with his buddies and they're like, oh spin, oh man, yeah. spins for spins for girls or whatever they say, and then your son could be like, oh well, you try it, yeah. You'll burn a thousand calories in an hour if yeah. you work hard enough, right? Like anything along the lines of just now you've been through it so you could actually have an opinion yeah right and that's really neat to kind of see, hear how well you've done that for your kids right? and i think like not every kid is not every kid is a connor mcdavid yeah right or yeah whatever they're gonna they're gonna have i think leading by example and showing your kids that fitness and wellness is is important and i think even that term like in in hindsight we probably wouldn't have called it Yeg Fitness. We probably would have called it like, I don't know, probably would have been different, but Yeg Wellness or something, right? So it wasn't just simply focused on on fitness, yeah. but whole body wellness, right? So I think showing your kids or leading by example that, you know, I work out five days a week. I try to. Um, Good, I, wow. I try to meditate. I try to do one of those five days as yoga. What does your version of meditation look like? It's short. Yeah. Micro, like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I, of, is, it, is it you like in yeah. a room alone yep. breathing? Yeah. Like, that's fair. And I'll do, you know, even during the day, like I've got, um, what is it called? The, um, oh man, uh, Headspace. Ah, uh, that I've one. Yeah. It's like the screensaver on my computer. That's so it's something as simple as like, it just has a little ball and yeah. it gets bigger and smaller, right? And yeah. breathe. And then. Exactly. So I'll be in the middle of, it. middle of class teaching. The kids are doing something and I'll see it and. Yeah. I'll do it. Channels you back in, right? I popped it up on the screen while they're while they're doing an exam. Yeah. Right? Just for them to, even if it is just the middle of the exam. Nice. Just to, That's just awesome. to breathe. How many kids' faces do you actually see light up yeah. and, what if you, and do it? Yep. Yeah. And I awesome. think they're more receptive to it yeah. than my generation. And it's so nice because it's a teacher actually acknowledging a little bit of anxiety that might be induced in a kid when he's doing an exam. And that it's okay. Right? Like being like, hey guys, if you need a little bit of break, I understand. Yeah. Look up. I'm not going to think you're a weirdo. Yeah. I'm not going to think you're cheating. Yeah. You're looking at the board and I'm acknowledging that you might need to, a little, to, to just recoup a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to ask you, and I apologize if I've mentioned this already on an episode. <laughs> it's, it's a topic I really like to bring up. And uh, I know my, my girlfriend and I go back and forth on it a lot. She comes from a team sport background, yeah. heavily, right? Like as a kid, all the sports she was uh, exposed to were team sports. Okay. For me, I came from individual sport background. Uh, this this question might have two aspects to it. One is just a yes or no on, does Yeg Fitness primarily focus a lot on the individual sports? Two, from your opinion, what would you say are the pros and cons of let's say you've only experienced yeah. team sports. What are the pros and cons of someone who very much so just grew up in an individual sport? Yeah, I think we try to do, you know what, I see what you're saying. I think a lot of the stuff that we do is individual because we'll, yeah. have, we'll have workouts. It might be a hit workout. So, I mean, you're doing that on your own. Sure, you could do it as part of a group, but I mean, it is still yourself. There's no collaboration. You're not counting on your partner. It's like up to or you. Or whatever, exactly. Ah, you know what? I think, yeah, a lot of the fitness, that's a good point. Right? <laughs> yeah, it almost you know makes you think, but, right? But you know what? Like, it's good. We always put that out to our readers every year. We just did in at the beginning of January, you know, what do you guys want to see? Sweet. And, you know, for men want to talk about men's wellness issues. Wow. Women want to talk about like female reproductive health yeah. and looking at things like incontinence and, and that stuff. Words that, you know, a generation, well, not even that long ago, wouldn't have, wouldn't want to talk about, wouldn't feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that's a good point to see how we can do more to to get, you know, team sport 
and 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 do some some articles related to that to get people out and and ways they can get active i mean yeah. we have done you know we've done soccer we've done um uh, did stuff on football years Sweet. ago yeah but i mean you're right i think most of it has has focused on the individual the other question you had was um, yeah like the pros and cons of both like what what yeah. would you say is that person going to get out of playing just team sports yeah. all their life the pros the cons yeah i think society now does a lot for collaboration yeah. like u of a when i was at u of a 90 what year did i graduate 96 i graduated um sciences you still had your biological sciences physics chemistry building and now like all those walls have been almost removed and it's big yeah. open common spaces where there's collaboration. Yeah. So you have somebody who's in biological sciences who's sitting next to a, a grad student from in chemistry and they're, yeah. you know, open rooms working together yeah. and trying to collaborate. Yeah. Even as a teacher, like we have time now for collaboration Great. built into our day. Yeah. So no more of, you know, sit in your room and be isolated and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can you bring your expertise together? You and awesome. you all bring expertise together yeah. and come up with something, right? That's even gonna... though you guys are all teaching different subjects. How exactly. It brings itself how can back how can a social studies teacher and a, a biology teacher, when we're teaching climate and they're teaching social studies, how can we get together and make a uh, a lesson talking about climate change? You know, that's yeah. actually scientific and not with an element of history maybe right you know, like right? who knows and not not bias necessarily i mean you know we teach our kids everything and everything you do in life has its bias you yeah. watch cnn i mean i'm liberal i watch cnn yeah right cnn's biased for sure it's biased towards a liberal liberal yeah. mindset mm -hmm. you watch fox news biased yeah. right conservative mindset so you know trying to get kids to understand that i'm kind of going off the off the side here but i think you know with that that collaborative thing it's it's important for kids to to do something that is team focused. Yeah, um, you love, see that through playing the sport yeah. with all these different people. And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to mean you're all on the court at the same time. Yeah, but just having a team. My wife and I love tennis. Right, Australian Open is is on right now, Sweet. and uh, they just brought in for. I mean, they've always had with you know the different different versions of of team parts to the sport, and then they just had the was it ATP Cup. And it's, it's by country, yeah. right? So, I mean, you've, you've had that with, was it, uh, oh boy, Laver Cup and, uh, uh, I think Laver Cup is women, whatever. I can't remember the name for the, the men's. I would not know, uh, unfortunately. They had Canada versus <laughs> India here a few years ago. Anyways, they, like, they, they still have that sense of camaraderie. You don't have to play doubles, but you have your team behind you. You might yeah, be Yeah, you're representing your singles. country. You're representing your country and you yeah. have your team behind you who's, who's cheering you on. You can have your coach come in now yeah. and you get coaching and your team is, you know, kind of giving you advice and, and spurring you on from the side. And that's, that's the, I love how you mentioned that because it's what I see through my individual sport, right? I mean, as much as it's up to me to win a jujitsu match, yeah. there was my coach who spent all the countless hours with me at the gym. There was my teammates, yeah. you know, repping technique every day. There were, there, there, there's like all of the, there's your physiotherapist. Like right. there's all of these specialists and what they do to help shape you to who you were when you were on stage, yeah. right? Same thing with the tennis, right? Like it's what people don't see behind the scenes. Yeah. Right? But I think at the same time too, like I'm, not that I'm, I like to listen. Yeah. I don't like to be the center of, I'm, I'm not a type A. I don't need, I don't need the focus to be on me. Yeah. I would rather listen and support than awesome. be the leader. Yeah. So I would never be a CEO of like a big fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. I would be somebody who would work towards helping that company get to the successes. Right. Oh, okay. And that's my, that's just the way my, I don't know, my personality is, I guess. Yeah. Right. So in the case of, I preferred individual sports okay. because I needed to count on, on myself. Yeah. Right. And didn't need to necessarily, you know, rely on, I played hockey. I wasn't very good at hockey. I played till I was 15 and mm -hmm. I was still tiny and got destroyed by guys way bigger than me when, <laughs> right. When, when hitting got introduced, but not that I didn't see value in team sports, yeah. but just, I, I relied more on myself. That's neat. Yeah. And I think I still have that. I don't know that mentality. I still like to do things by myself. I have a hard time spreading it around, you know, spreading the jobs around. I, not that I don't trust somebody else to do as good of a job. I just, yeah. you know, I've, I've gotten so used to just doing everything myself. Yeah. Right. That 
I, it, it just seems easier. Yeah. Right. So I think with fitness, it's, it's very similar. Like for me, I don't like group classes, yeah. just not for me. Not I don't preference. mind them, but even when I am in a group, a group class, I'm still very focused on my own working towards my own goals. Yeah. Right. I have my gym in my, in my basement and it's a nice gym. It's a full setup. And I have that, I don't know, wherewithal to, to motivate myself to go down into the gym and, and have a good workout. Yeah. Right. It essentially becomes your escape. It yeah. becomes your time for yourself to get fit and you're comfortable in doing so. And I think you just hit right? it there. It's like, it's your time. Like yeah. fitness is supposed to be about, feel like about you. Right. And, and yeah. if you don't like to do group activities, then don't do them. Yeah. Right. If you want to, if you want to go do your own thing at the gym and you've got your own, you have your workout on a, on a clipboard or however you're taking notes, or I use a, a app, Chris Hemsworth, his, 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 uh, uh, trainer put out Thor, right. Nice. Put out an app and I've been using it pretty, uh, pretty rigorously, yeah, diligently for the last month. Yeah. And I mean, for me, that's perfect because it's got everything there. It's the videos. Everything is is there for me to follow, yeah, yeah. right? You have a procedure that you could follow through. I yeah. love that too, personally. That's, that I just need something me. to just yeah. be like, okay, do this, done, I'll do go this, do it. this, do this, do this. Yeah. yeah, I'm very like regimented. I need a list yeah. and I'll go through my list and I'll feel like I, I did something, right? Yeah. I achieved something. No, that's but I mean, awesome. that's not going to work for everybody, right? Yeah, you kind of got to okay. pick and choose and find what it is that you like, yeah. right? Oh, that's really good. I know, I know like that, that is such a big topic in and of itself, right? Yeah. There's so many loopholes around that. I'm just glad just based off of how you worded it, it, it just makes me want to have people be encouraged to obviously pay attention to what their personality is like to, to ultimately fuel which route they want to take, right? Like I now looking back, I kind of wish I was just based off of kind of the mannerisms I've built. I did wish I learned a little bit more about team dynamics because along the way as an adult i had to be very obviously aware of that like through university was great to see that through group projects right kind of see okay how you work with the team and how you need to you know ensure that everything gets done and you kind of notice because with me (laughs) coming from an individual background of martial arts and doing it on my own all my life i just noticed that like group projects i'll just automatically like okay delegate like let's just let's figure out this person's personality they're gonna be great to do this part of the project right but it's really neat through fitness how much so you can realize through all the things you've done in that sport how much it translates into your your life yeah Uh, again my girlfriend and i were talking and she told me the the statistic recently that came out again on the forefront of women 91 percent of females who are ceos 91 percent of them have had a sports-like background growing up. Yeah. Like they were known to be- 91%. 91%. Yeah, I believe this was on like one of the, like a legitimate stat source. But this is the the interesting thing. 55% of males who are CEOs have had a sports-like background. Yeah. So how unique is it, again, that women themselves, females, have a much higher likelihood of who, who who are CEOs now to have had a sports-like background. Yeah, And I believe it was team sports. I, I, I don't want to be quoted on that, but I think it was on the dynamic of teams. That's interesting. I like thought you it was look at, Well, and I mean, you look at, you look at women in leadership roles today. Yeah. And I think a lot of women who are in leadership roles are, yeah, did, did have some kind of a sport background. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. I hope that mic's not bugging you. No, just... It, it almost fell, bit. hey? Yeah, that's all good. All right. Kevin, how are we for time, my man? I just figured uh, I'd ask openly. 13 minutes. All right, perfect. I want to make sure. <laughs> We're now lately, we want to be a little bit more good on time. And you know why I ask that is sometimes, because I know like, I already feel that with TJ. Right. Sometimes I'll call it talk for two hours. Yeah, I've done the same thing. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, how am I going to edit this down? It flies to by. Hour. Right? Usually we're like, let's just put it out there. Yeah, then I hopefully agree. people will listen to the whole thing, right? I want to ask you, TJ, you know, with, with building the bridge between, you know, mental health and fitness, yeah. I notice you guys do a good job of being more prevalent, if that's the right word, in, in showcasing the mental side of things yeah. with, with, the, with the sport. And I, I want to know, like, if someone's new to Yug Fitness, let's say they just heard it on this episode, maybe they're living under a rock, right? They're from Edmonton <laughs> or someone outside of Edmonton's listening to it. What is a consumer going to get out of Yug Fitness? Like, what what are some of the things they're going to learn? What are some... What what content are they going to be absorbing when yeah. they tap into what you guys are doing? Yeah, I think it's going to be non-judgmental first of all, right? So we're a we're a we're a platform to to share all things fitness. So 
we talked again earlier about um, uh, an Instagram post we put out that was kind of promoting um, body shaping. So like the cool sculpting, yeah. you know, if you're going to do, um, if you're going to put, uh, do Botox, those types of things, yep. you know, and, and like you said, we, we like to sort of push the boundaries a little bit and we're not going to shy away from, from issues like that. At the end of the day, we're here to, to, to put out information and then let people make their own, their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. So when it comes to, when it comes to something like that with, with body contouring and body shaping, you know, we want to make sure that people are aware of what's available, doing it healthy, right? So, I mean, going for liposuction, for example, to get rid of fat and then still having, you know, your, your Big Mac and, and an unhealthy lifestyle, yeah. right? That's, that's not really doing anything for you, having surgery to fix something and then you're not, you're not changing your mentality, you're yeah. not changing your, your lifestyle, Yeah, right? that surgery isn't magically going to keep you skinny forever. No. You now got to maintain exactly. that. But I mean, there, there are ways to, to feel good about yourself that, yes, are cosmetic, but at the end of the day, if you feel good about yourself because you had Botox and now you have less little wrinkles in the corner of your eyes, then why isn't that, why isn't that healthy for you? Yeah. Now it gets into that negative body image, which we're trying to, you know, trying to, to, to move away from, you know, that, that everything is about appearance, but I think at the same time, it's, it ties in with your mental health as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel good about myself when I don't have a six pack anymore, but I mean, I feel good about myself when I, I look good in a t-shirt or I look good mm-hmm. in a pair of jeans or something, right. Yeah. There's something about, for me, there's that connection between the way I look and the way I feel. Yeah. Right. Or if it was, um, it might not even be a, a physical thing like appearance. It might be, you know, I up my, my, um, bench press by 10 pounds. Yeah. Right. So if before, if I was doing 225, now I'm doing 245 the or something, an extra 10 on the side, right. Then, then that's, that's beneficial for me. Absolutely. So I think, you know, a reader of Yeg Fitness, I, I hope is taken away that, you know, we're, we're providing all types of content. And no, not everything is going to work for you. Just like we might have an article that's uh, that's a hit workout, or we might have an article that's a um, uh, something related to spin, or maybe you're not an outdoor person and you don't like going into the river valley and and going for a bike in the river valley, right? Yeah. That's maybe not for you. But hopefully, yeah. you find something in each edition that that does get you off the couch or yeah. give you some motivation to, I don't know, I don't even think it's a matter of making improvements, yeah. right? We're always trying to improve ourselves, yeah. but I think it's more a matter of trying to um, uh, trying to find something that makes you happy. Yeah. Right. I At the end that. of the day, we just you want to be happy with yourself. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you're unhappy with yourself, then fix it. No, I love that. And it doesn't have to be diet. It doesn't have to be exercise. It just yeah. means like you know if. You can get into mental health issues, and of course, I mean depression. My daughter, my my wife, both suffer from anxiety, mm-hmm. and I, I've never, I can't, I can't Late. profess to understand. All I can do as a as a loving family member is to to listen, yeah. right, and offer some and offer support. Yeah. So I mean, I can never understand what somebody going through anxiety feels. Totally. Right. But and I find that's that nugget right there is listen and offer support. I agree. I find that is the most important thing you could do for anyone suffering through anything yep. you know physically or mentally related as soon as you try to tell somebody what to do well why don't you why don't you do this or you know just get over it yeah. right that's the most the most common thing yeah people who don't understand or people who don't live with somebody who suffer suffers from mental health Big it's time. like just fucking get over it and get on with your day yeah. right why are you so depressed why are you so upset all the time yeah. get over it it's not that easy no it's not but I mean, to, again, to somebody, it took me a while because I mean, not understanding where that comes from, it's yeah. always been very easy. If I've been stressed, I go to the gym, right? If, I, um, if I'm if i feeling a little overwhelmed at yeah. work, you know, I have my outlets yeah. to, to deal with. You that. have them and, and you really, realize that you're aware of when that's yep. going to happen. But that works kind of like fitness, right? That yep. works for me. I like to go to the gym. If I have my option, a gym or or spin or yoga, I'm, I'm going to go to the the gym that works for me. Yeah. Right. But that, that's not going to be the same for everybody. Totally. So for me doing, going for a workout, if I'm feeling stressed out, right. For somebody else who's suffering from anxiety, well, that's going to give them more stress maybe 
going to the gym because they're feeling judged. Even though nobody is judging them, they're automatically, because they have anxiety, they're automatically going to feel that, oh, I'm not good enough to to be, you know, in this room with these other people working out. Everybody's judging me because I've got an extra 20 pounds or, or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so then you realize you, you start somewhere. That's right? right. You build off of that. Yeah. And you guys are doing an incredible job by by being on the forefront of that conversation. Yeah. Not Absolutely. only in the fitness world, but you, to your point, right? The health world, yeah. you know, the wellness world. You yeah. guys are doing an absolute, uh, you know, great job doing so. Thank you. Right. I want to ask you, TJ, this this is this is out. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those questions where I'm sure maybe a lot of people would want us to ask. And I would say, what would it take for someone to be featured on Yeg Fitness? Like from, from your own perspective, let's say they're like, man, like what do I got to do to get on there? Well, we get that question all the time. It's like, do I need to be an advertiser? And we, yeah. No, it doesn't. Do I got to be an influencer? What do I got to no, do? No. But like, I think what, we look what for, are some things you look for? Yeah, we look for people who have stories. Awesome. More so than anything else. I mean, we've had we've had Zach Cassian. We've had Grant Fuhrer on the cover. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Fuhrer... I, I got to say, like being an Edmonton guy back in the 80s, I was an Islander fan. Yeah. So when I interviewed Grant for that article, it was like, I got to, you know, preempt this where I hated you when uh, when we played, when when the Islanders played you guys because yeah. you used to beat us. The brutal honesty. Right? So and it, was, it led to a great conversation with, with him. But I mean, Grant had an amazing story amazing career yeah but i mean the article didn't focus on all the achievements he had as a as a hockey player you know it focused yes on on his nhl but it also focused on being a black athlete in the nhl people don't know yeah right focused on focused on his drug drug issue i mean we didn't make that a big a big point of the story Mm -hmm. but it was more about how he kind of came back and that that resiliency right we had um we had mayor iverson in in recently and yeah yeah i I love that he's not a Mayor Iveson, he's not like a big muscle guy at all. Yeah. He, for him, fitness is more mental and yeah. taking time out of his day. He's a busy guy, right? But taking yeah. time out of his his day to focus a little bit on himself, rides his bike, and and involves with his, you know, takes time to to um, be with his family. Yes. So I mean, that's that's very important. And that's him. his definition of fitness. And then we had Andrew Ross, who's in this last edition, and mm-hmm. I mean, Andrew's not he's not a a celebrity. I mean, he has his he's his own little celebrity in his in his group of people, and yep. you know, he's a Lululemon ambassador, and he's well connected in the city, yep. fi- corporate wise connected in the city. But I mean, he just he had a, a great story to tell. Absolutely. So I think that's the case with with all of our, especially our cover stories. We've always had people who are just good story yeah. to tell. Yeah, it's know? like it clearly sh- it clearly shows from what I see that fitness is not the only thing yeah. that is going for their life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a big part of their life, but then there's also other things that shape who they are. Yeah. Right. So that, that's that's really neat to hear from your own perspective. Yeah. I want to uh, ask you a question, TJ. We ask every single guest this. Uh, you know, being on the second floor, we believe that you have uh, what it takes to obviously represent uh, what second floor means to us, which is essentially, you know, elevating in your life, having a great balance between life and business, yeah. you know, with talking about how you take time with your family to travel and you, you've created this platform uh, that's been really what we've been talking about, Yeg Fitness, but on top of it, you've been a teacher for years. Yeah. The fact that you do both at the same time still boggles my mind. Like <laughs> that could be a whole other episode, you know? And and we just wanted to really showcase to you that that you represent what, what we want to be putting out there. And from your opinion, uh, what do you believe it takes uh, for someone to be on the second floor? And I don't, I don't mean that to be on the podcast. I mean that really to just indoctrinate, indoctrinate the mindset of elevating, yeah. of, of always being on, you know, that that next step up. Yeah, I think um, ah, that's a tough one, because um, I don't see myself being any different than anybody else. I have, I have a job, you know, I I work, I have I have my family. Yeah. I think being being selfless. Um, maybe being, you have to find that balance, of course, right? I mean, mm-hmm. running the magazine, I get asked to do a million things. Yeah. And I mean, luckily I've surrounded myself and we've got a good crew of people who are able to get out and do those things, you know, if I'm not able to, right? Yeah. I still like to get out and do a lot of that stuff, but other people, you know, in, in the Yeg Fitness group, you know, can can go out and do some of those things when, uh, when I don't have the time to. Yeah. Um, making yourself first. Yeah. Even with like, and that might sound selfish, but I think it's important to be a little bit selfish 
Like, cause if you're not taking care of yourself, then as I was saying, if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you going to take care of other people? Right. I yeah. guess RuPaul and RuPaul's drag race. That's like his clothing statement at the end of every one of her shows. So, so it's like, you know, how are you going to take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself first? Yeah. And I think that's really important, but at the same time being selfless where you don't think you're your shit doesn't stink and you're you know the most important person walking into the room yeah. i've always been like i said as as not not being a type a and i have no problem saying that i'm not a type a personality yeah. i actually take like pride in not being the type a yeah. i don't need the the you know the, the spotlight to shine on me when i walk into the room because i want to hear other people's stories yeah you know and i mean it might come across sometimes as i'm being um maybe that i don't care you know, like if you and I were to meet and we were out at an event and went up and, and first met, I'd probably be very quiet and, but I'm listening, yeah. right? And I'm going to ask questions, but it's a question that might relate to something that we, we had just Talk talked about. about. Yeah. So I think that's important too, is, you know, what I say, God gave us two ears and, yeah. and one mouth, yeah. right? So listening to, listening to people. I love that. And then, you know, offering, offering something back to kind of support the work that they're doing and that's another thing too maybe is just you know building other people up instead of tearing everybody down yeah that's a big problem with our our society and I mean, yeah. again this might i don't mean Eagle. this to sound sexist but a lot of problems with especially women is and you see it all the time and, and women are trying to you know raise each other up yeah more it's, it's sad like that why, that's even a topic like you yeah. know like the fact that they like women supporting another woman yeah. and then you we need to see more of that yeah and it's, right. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's any different with guys. I mean, I don't see guys tearing each other down as much. I'm sure it happens, but I don't see it as much. Yeah. Um, I know like, again, talking about Farah, she, you know, she had a post out a little while ago dealing with that. Like, why are we all bitches to each other? Why are <laughs> yeah. we tearing each other down? We should be building each other up. And you're seeing like a lot of, uh, a lot of female artists, musicians, right. trying to do that with, with their lyrics right? Being yeah. more supportive, being more positive, yeah. trying to, to lift each other up. And I think we can all just in general do that, totally. right? A little yeah. less Donald Trump and Don't a little bit Trump. more compassion for yeah, everybody to. else. To see Donald Trump out there just blowing his smoke as he is, I hope in, 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 all, I hope in, an, in a weird optimistic way, we could kind of realize where we need to turn the world around yeah. again, yeah. right? To be like, this is the guy representing America. <laughs> we need to end this, yeah, you know? I agree. Anyway, I, I really appreciate that, TJ. Those are just uh, amazing notes to really keep in mind, right? I, I love that. I want to um, ask you, what's your favorite workout? I like I like hit workouts. Nice. Just because it's, I go. mean, time, time yeah. savings. If I can get in and out of the gym in 40 minutes. Yeah, and then sweat buckets at the same yep. time. Why yep. not, right? Yep. And I mean, like, again, like I've had to modify it a little bit. Lower back issues for me are, mm -hmm. are a pain. So, I mean... You know, with that app I was talking about, it's uh, some of the movements are a little, little difficult for me to do. So, yeah. but there's other ways, yep, ways to modify. Really well. awesome. Yeah. No, I love, I love hit spin. Spin's been another one that I've kind of grown into over the years. Yeah. Again, it's like I'm talking about Farah a lot, but she was yeah. one of the first spin instructors that really kind of showed me that spin isn't just riding a bicycle it can be yeah. very high energy and that's awesome oh i felt that i think it was at yeg spin when i went in there and i was yeah. like i feel like i'm in like a techno trance nightclub yeah. but yeah. like i'm on a spin bike sweating yeah. buckets yeah. i loved it another right? good one that's that's popped up is um uh, boxing so i mean not the, the typical boxing i mean i i love going to benny's place at uh at panther downtown nice. yeah but jelena mordenovich is her champ studio yeah. i tried the first time like uh it's more boutique style yep. right it still has the bag but like you said it's got the music going and totally. that's huge for me i love to have music yeah to get pumped when up I'm working out yeah for right? sure I and agree. that's that's i mean i've, I've started to like boxing and Sweet. i'm not a boxer like yeah. i don't know the. i'm uncoordinated when it comes to if, if i was trying to dance and do like i don't know do the uh do a waltz or something yeah, yeah, yeah. two left feet I, <laughs> it's not gonna happen no so the same <laughs> thing with boxing right trying to get patterns down yeah it takes me a long time and when you do though it is one of the most incredible ways to, to reach flow state yeah right just like yeah. mixing combinations and yeah. then it almost is a dance in a it way is. right because you're mixing so many things together yeah and turning it into one thing and i found that with yoga was the same thing you know trying to yeah. do flow yoga class and i don't know you're doing sun salutations and then you flow into this and then into this and the first time was what like i said before right first time my first experience with yoga i probably never would have gone back after yeah and a friend of mine was like let's we're gonna go again 
and we went again the second time and okay I started to understand you know yeah. okay this is what I'm doing Got I just better. figured this out and now we're all moving on to the next thing and yeah oh fuck I was just I was just figuring that out and we're yeah. moving on dragging behind and right? keep going and then the second time was better the third time got better and yeah and as so you're building on. muscle memory and starting yeah. to remember what yeah. a, what do they call it the venasana or whatever yeah. it is yeah. right <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, you know what, TJ? It's been a great conversation. I, I really appreciate your time, man. Uh, if anyone out there can find maybe you particularly or or find Yeg Fitness, whatever it is you want to share, where, where's the best place to, to find some of this stuff? Help. Yeah, I think, I mean, on Instagram, everything, social media, we're at, at Yeg Fitness. Perfect. Website, yegfitness.ca. And then reach out to me by email. If you've got a good story to tell, we're, we're always looking for uh, for people who are, have good stuff going on in the city, doing good things to build up the city. Awesome. Well, there it is, my man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Guys, you know how it is. This is what we talk about on the Second Floor Podcast. And we want to thank TJ again for being out here. That's a wrap. Awesome. Yeah, thank Thanks, you man. so much, my man. I appreciate it.